Hey guys, guess what? We're still at CES. We haven't left. Jeff hasn't fallen asleep. Well, I feel like you're tying like so. Now we have to do these in that particular order because if you like rearrange these and you start out the one with like, all right, you guys, we're still here. We've been at a table yeah, exactly. for four and a half exactly. hours, and then it like, or it's kind of like a different story, and then it starts out kind of like depressing, and then it gets like progressively <laughs> way better. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. But right now we're like in the mid stretch. We're a little loopy. I just uh, got a nice little airplane cookie out of my bag. Yeah. Pro tip. Save them. Yep. Don't eat them on the flight. You don't need them on a quick flight. What you do is you need them in your bag when you are in a conference room for five hours. And, and just you remember that you need them in your bag. You don't need them in your bag. You need them in your bag. You know what I mean? Is that? Did I say it in a weird way? Like, <laughs> why, why, why you want to go in Minnesota on them right there? Yeah. Oh, oh, gotcha. It's like one of those don't you know things because I'm from the, the, the northern Midwest. I get you. There you go. It's, it's like that. Okay, well, back to reality here. We're with Nick. <laughs> Mick. Close. We're with Mick Ebeling. Oh, okay. We're, we'll we, fix that in post. Cut, and here we go. Hey, no, now we got to do the <laughs> hey, whole thing over again. We're here with Mick Ebeling, who's the founder of Not Impossible. Mick, so talk us through, what, what does Not Impossible do? Who are you guys? So Not Impossible, I think the, the easiest way to, to describe what we do is to, and who we are is to describe kind of how we started, which is I was, I was born a poor sharecropper, so no, that's not the real how I was born. I was in this area of production. I always got to, if I can start a quote from the, from the jerk, from Steve Martin, the jerk, then yeah. I always try to. I, I started off in production and I had a production company and we were doing all kinds of crazy stuff and fun, doing great, everything's good. We got exposed to this paralyzed graffiti artist who had been lying motionless in a bed in downtown Los Angeles for seven years. And his story was just like, oh, it's crazy, but wait a second. How come he doesn't have technology that allow, allows him to communicate? Because Stephen Hawking can, so if, if, if Steve-O can do it, why can't we have it so someone else can? And we realized that it's just because that technology is inaccessible, it is difficult to attain, it's expensive. And we're like, okay, we gotta, let's change that. And so we brought together the disparate team of what we call misfit geniuses. We hacked and we programmed. And at the end of the day, we created this cheap, low-cost device that was made of cheap sunglasses, a coat hanger, some duct tape, um, and a uh, web camera. And it allowed him to draw again for the first time in seven years, using only his eyes, lying in a bed. And we did it, and it was awesome, and we all went out for beers afterwards, and then we went home. And then we woke up and it was Time Magazine's top 50 inventions of the year. And all of a sudden, all this press started coming in and TED Talks and it's permanent collection at the MoMA. And we were like, what, what just happened here? Like, we yeah. just wanted to help this one dude. And all of a sudden, this thing just blew up. And we're like, okay, I think we, I think we tapped a nerve here, which is actually using technology but rather than technology to try to find a ride or get laid or find a new, you know, cheaper plane ticket, it's about actually trying to help people. So now what Non Impossible does is our, our mission statement is change the world through technology and story. And technology for us is what we call technology for the sake of humanity. So we will look at things that we consider to be what we call absurdities. Things that you look at and you're like, hang on a second, that doesn't make any sense. Why is that the case? And then we figure out how to use existing technology or we'll hack it or we'll, you know, kind of punk rock Robin Hood hackers and makers and engineers. And we'll figure out how to create something that accomplishes that social need. And then the second part of our mission statement is story. 
this is this is neat. This is a slow pitch for us because we're storytellers, we're filmmakers. So then we tell that story really powerfully about what we're doing. So rather than that, we're having conversations around malaria or global issues or or you know global warming, things that you can't relate to those. You can think you can relate, but you can't. Now you tell the story around these one, these particular people who've been affected by the solutions we make, and then people just, they're in, they're, they're full in. Like, oh my God, all right, how do I get involved? And how do I share this with the people? And, and so that's what we do. As a company, we go around the world looking for things that we consider to be absurdities and then we tackle them in a very approachable way in a very accessible way and then we tell powerful stories around them it's it's beneficial one because mark's only had to ask one question so far which is already like you're already helping us (laughs) but um you know what i find interesting about this normally in these podcasts we're asking questions about okay so how do you relate your brand and tech for good that's your whole brand yeah like you're the poster telling the best example we, we, we have. We are we are tech for good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's so, all we do. Yeah, which is going to be a very big initiative in 2018. So you have tapped a nerve. You are in the middle of what will be a very important initiative, and you're driving change in there. Um, how do you take that further? How do you grow it? Well, I mean, we are what you would call an overnight success 10 years in the making. We've been doing this now since 2008, 2009. Everyone, yeah. Right? Um, And tonight, which we're very exciting, this is our our, our big event, we are hosting tonight the Not Impossible Awards, (laughs) where we are celebrating other people who have created technology for the sake of humanity. Because what we recognize is we've got all these different things we've created. I I launched the world's first 3D printing prosthetic lab in a war-torn country, and I printed for a double amputee an arm that allowed this young boy, this young 12-year-old boy, to feed himself for the first time in two years, right? We are creating this year through the creation of a mobile text-based service we fed 11,000 meals to kids, to, to uh, food insecure kids in St. Louis, and they were able to go in and claim meals in restaurants just by showing them a phone that they got through a text message. So we're, we're constantly tackling these, these types of issues through approachable technology. But what we realized is that, okay, cool, our company, we're, we're, we're cranking. Like we're, one of our core values is impatience, right? We, <laughs> we, we don't like to wait for things. And we realized, you know, if we keep just waiting for the stories to be told about the stuff that we're creating, awesome. And it'll inspire people and it'll create change. But if you want to scale, we have to transcend from a company to a movement. Mm-hmm. And so the Not Impossible Awards for us is that first step of transcending from, hey guys, look at all the cool shit that we're doing right now, or the cool <laughs> that we're doing right now. Um, Inside duct tape joke. Yes. Uh, <laughs> And now this is about, no, look at the cool technology that falls within this lens of technology for the sake of humanity. So we're celebrating other people tonight that are doing this. Yeah. And it's just, to me, like tonight, I'm already giddy about tonight, but it's, this is about like, all right, we're gonna start to hit scale because the more people we hit with these stories about people using technology to do good and making it approachable and making it so people can relate to it, then maybe one out of every 10, 20, 30, I don't care how many, maybe one of those stories hits you square in the heart and you're like, I, I gotta go do something about this. I wanna get on board with that or I wanna make that. Mm-hmm. Or what we even like, the, would the, you know, probably even better is when people are like, oh, they didn't do that, right? This is how you do it. And then, then they jump in and start making it better and like, perfect, we got you, we got you. Now you're gonna try to open source it or iterate it or make it even better. Because we are not 
um, as talented enough to put all these podcasts out by the time these awards hit. Can you tell us a story about something that you will talk about at these awards? Yeah, absolutely. Because so, when somebody hears this, these yeah. awards are already happening. So first of all, shameless plug, you can go to notimpossible.com. And we like shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. But only like two and a half of them per pod. Okay, well, this is so, I'm only going to one. That's I'm just one. That's one. one. Go to notimpossible.com. We'll we'll upper upper yeah. right-hand corner, you can click non-impossible awards, and you'll see all the <laughs> stories of what are being done. Um, you know, some of the technology that we're celebrating tonight, or do I need to talk about this in the past tense, no, that we good. celebrated? No, Because we're time traveling now. People, people now I'm in the, I'm in the no, future. No, people, people are used to this in about podcasts. Tonight. They'll, like, they'll, they'll hear they a podcast. Okay. Like, yeah, anybody who listens to Nerdist realizes it happened like eight weeks ago. Okay. So, yeah. All right, perfect. Um, so, you know, some of the things that we're going to be talking about tonight and some of the awards we're giving – you know, there's a, a company called Andy that has basically taken uh, DNA testing, specifically, and it's kind of a gruesome topic, but specifically in the category of rape kits, which take six months to process and are u- largely unused or flawed. They've figured out how to do it within two hours, and it looks like it looks like a maker bot. It looks mm-hmm. like a printer that you just go and you do a couple samples and then you go back to check in your Instagram feed and then you take a couple samples. And it's, so that's incredible. That's changing the face of DNA testing. Um, one of the ones is, is amazing. Uh, there's a cognitive test that you take when doctors are testing you um, for certain things, Alzheimer's, things like that, where you draw a clock. Mm-hmm. It's the clock test. It's been done for 50 years. Well. If you, let's say you have Alzheimer's or Parkinson's, but somehow you're able to draw a clock. You just, you know, you figured out, because we're, we're adaptive human beings. You figured mm-hmm. out how to adapt it. So your clock looks halfway decent. Yeah. And then I'm just got chicken scratch and I draw a clock and they look about the same. A doctor would look at that static test and go, yeah, they're both fine. But this company called DCT has figured out how to take a digital pen and actually track the action of drawing the clock how long it takes, the pauses that you have to oh, wow. take when you draw the clock, and processes that into an immediate algorithmic system that compares it to 6,000 other clocks to be able to create an evaluation so that when the doctor evaluates it, he can hit play, he or she can hit play, and watch the drawing of the clock, which is far more conclusive than just looking at a static clock. That's one of those things that's just, that's so simple and so relative to the being able to evaluate someone's cognition, right? Mm-hmm. Do they deserve to go back on the playing field because there was a concussion protocol? Do they have early stage Alzheimer's? Do they have all these things? A static clock doesn't tell you that. Now you get that. Um, there's a guy who's unfortunately his daughter has uh, Usher syndrome and he created a thing called Beckdot, which is this incredible thing. It looks like a little thing you'd get at the toy store. And his daughter will go blind and deaf. That's what Usher syndrome does. And he's basically gone through and taken toys and put little transponders on the bottom of it. You put it on this little white tablet and then these four little squares will pop up the braille symbol for that. So it's essentially teaching his daughter now while she can see, she can look at a pony, she puts the pony down, she puts her fingers on it and now she's being able to, I got goosebumps just talking to you guys about that. And he's doing He's going to change the way that kids who are going blind can actually learn to, to, have, to have Braille. Um, those are three. There's an off-grid box, which basically took this box that's about 25 grand, but it's, it actually, they put it out in these remote areas with solar, pa- with solar panels on the top, 
It cleans water. It provides a charging station for cell phones that the, the women and only women, which I think is genius, then run and they charge people a few shekels, ruples, whatever it might be. So it creates a revenue stream for the community or for that particular person. Um, and so now they've created a self-sustaining energy source for people that also, oh, by the way, it provides broadband. Right, so now you've, oh. you can put these things into these areas. Bridge is a digital divide. Uh, exactly. Hang yeah. on, I, I, got, I can't forget the last one, and it is back dot off grid box. Just in time for the forklift. Yeah. The forklift yeah, exactly. behind perfect. you was like perfectly timed. Like we don't pause. plan these things. We really plan nothing. What's the fourth one, Amy? What's the fourth one? <laughs> I'm, 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 we just had dinner, so I'm looking at all the people that we toasted. Then I toasted them. I toasted them. <laughs> toasted them. Oh, this is this one's great. You've probably heard about this one. It's called Project Delta. A therapist out of uh, New Orleans has basically taken the concept of uh, of therapy in regards to addiction, and he's created virtual heroin dens so that addicts can go into a place where they would be, you know, given alcohol, drugs, whatever it might be, and they can basically work out their muscle, their response to mm. someone offering them drugs, but in a situation where it looks and feels like they're actually having that interaction, but they can work on building up that, that reaction period and not, not actually you know, grab the heroin or grab the drink, which is just like, that. talk about a useful bit of VR, which you know, is still at its infancy, but that's doing some good. So those are, the, those are five of the awards we're doing tonight. And you see how that's not something that we at Nana Possible, we don't have the scale to be able to develop that. But now within one night, poof, now we got five. And now we want to start to do more and more of these things because what I would love to see is that my kids, your kids, any kids in the world start to grasp and fathom this idea of like, okay, and this is an underlying premise of how we think, every single thing that's possible today was impossible first. Like that's just straight stats. I'm not, I don't have white Nikes, I'm not gonna make you drink punch, this is not a cult. This is just straight <laughs> up, this is data, right? right? If kids start to see every impossibility around the world through this lens of, okay, it's impossible, but for right now, it's impossible at this moment, then all of a sudden it opens up this whole realm of for them to start to think like, well, all right, well, I can, if that, yeah. you guys you can't see me in podcast world, but I'm bald and I have a goatee, but if that dumb bald guy can do it, then I can do it too. And There's we, two bald guys on here too, just so we're clear. <laughs> this, is, this is the, but I this is the myself, smarter bald myself. guy that he's talking about. Okay. Yeah. Um, so there you go. So that's not impossible. That's the not impossible awards. Perfect. Okay. Well, as, as we close out, any, any big thoughts on, on how can technology be used to, to do, what should other companies be thinking about? Um, as far as actually, we're getting the we're getting the cut. So yes, we're getting the cut. Uh, Meg, thanks for joining us today. We'll we'll have this that up here in about a week. Thank, Thank you, so. guys. Cheers. Nice to meet you guys. Thanks for having me on.